to the podcast i want y'all to feel this i don't know what heals a heart or where to start to describe how much i love you i don't know what tomorrow brings what songs to sing show you you're my Hold on, we're going to get to it, but just let that drop. Hold on. see you yes so listen I had to share that with y'all you probably already heard this before I don't own the rights to that song that is Candace Dillard I see you you may know her from the Real Housewives of Potomac and it just look that song was on my heart today thank you all I see you I see you I see you um (laughs) the love it just feels amazing so I dedicated that song to you all to my tribe our tribe uh, through it all, you know, th- we're living through times of division, but that's just pushing us all closer together. And I'm just grateful. And I thought it was fitting since we're doing a recording. I'm well, today's episode, I should say is on uh, the arts, black art. And so you know, we've been having the Dejembe Circle web series. And I just wanted to in- do an intro that was fitting to the arts. And And so you are going to enjoy a beautiful, beautiful panel. And we also have a special guest. I'm going to divide the panel series into two like I did before because it's a two hour um, episode. So I will be splitting them up splitting them up if I could speak Um, and you can catch both episodes um, on the podcast so thank you for joining Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation don't forget go to blackspirituality.org join us in the community don't forget to check me out on Instagram and follow and I will speak to you soon take care Tired of false rappers and their lame contradictions literally hypocritically walking dead in positions forcing your negative on Yeah, this beat is so out of sight. I'm gonna take these folks to church, wake some souls up tonight. <laughs> One question Are you activists and you acting like this? I'm so tired of false rappers and their lame contradictions. Literally, hypocritically walking dead in positions, forcing your negative on my positive. Please listen. Raised with a tight fist and that tight fist, the mission. Politicians talking that same old lane. We getting fouled every minute. We still in the game, shooting threes by the trees, crossing over your lane. Kendrick said we be alright. I'm making the change. I spent some time in the mirror. They added the name. Robin Hood, poverty to prestige exchange. Got that knowledge with them dimes on college man's the same. Went and got it, came back. You still rolling that jam. Called the Mary and Jesus by a with a stain. On my UEP new, and I don't care about fame. I'm giving out lunch, bar spit, no candy canes. Every minute, every hour, no pain, no gain. Black power, every hour. Black lives matter. 
scream from the tower. Want everyone to hear me? That's why we up high. Wave your hands like this. Pump your fist to the sky. Black power. Every hour. We want change. Screaming from the tower. Want everyone to hear me? That's why we up high. Wave your hands like this. Pump your fist to the sky. Pursue while in pursuit for the meaning of what's true, what's right. I know we black and my back is dark as night. Don't strike in it to win it. We running to take a flight in some all black Harajis, racing to save my life. Trying to avoid the scene of Project Strike or that street corner talk. That FBS can get the night. I'm positive though it's feathered. The shafted by white privilege. In but out the field, handcuffs instead of lynching. Spirit got renewed now. Both fists is clinching. Negro turtleneck, black panther the mission. Asking how I can give back. Raise the bar, lift my people's steeple high. Fist pumping the sky. Be a vessel in the best black boots in my thighs. Screaming black lives matter, trying to say brown lives. Lord God, please forgive me if I seem too aggressive. But these haters out here, they make it hard to be progressive. For real. Say her name. Say Black power. Every hour. Black lives matter. Screaming from the tower. Want everyone to hear me? That's why we up high. Wave your hands like this. Pump your fist to the sky. Black power. Every hour. We want change. Screaming from the tower. Want everyone to hear me? That's why we up high. Wave your hands like this. Pump your fist to the sky. Tweet this. Treat folks right in. Do they won't listen. We don't hope no grudges. Here's a reparations kiss. Got a master plan. Call blacks and hide the man. Running everything in sight. White House to the land. Need that focus like Obama. No 45 drama. Make me wanna grab that AK. Take it to him like Osama. But that queen raised me right. Yeah. Word to my mama. I'm just trying to get this paper. Add some zeros and some commas. Black power. Every hour. Black lives matter. Screaming from the tower. Want everyone to hear me? That's why we up high. Wave your hands like this. Pump your fist to the sky. Black power. Every hour. We want change. Screaming from the tower. Want everyone to hear me? That's why we up high. Wave your hands like this. Pump your fist to the sky. Say her Thank you all for joining. Can I, can you hear me okay? I can be a little loud. Um, so, so we have been doing these web series once a month and this is our third one. And uh, we have two hours to talk about art and the black community. And also, you know, I always bring that element as well as Kiana in terms of health and how does art really influence and impact our well-being, um, connection to our spirituality. And we are joined by a few different artists that bring a really, you know, unique flavor to their artistry. And so we're excited to talk about that tonight. And as well as once we get started, we'll get into it. Then we'll also have a special guest that will be joining us. And hopefully Kiana can give us a little bit more about her. It's still low. I don't know why. Um, that's I. Can you come closer? Yeah, could you hear the music good? So maybe Kiana can go out and come back in. And then what we'll do is we'll have each of the uh, artists do their introductions first. Okay, so how about we start with Enoch the Poet, if you don't mind, introducing yourself? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's good? I go by You're Not the Poet. I am a poet in the Philadelphia area. I'm originally born in Northside, Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I am a teaching artist, author, uh, manga writer. I am the creative director for Urgent 365, which is a nonprofit in the Philadelphia area, as well as the founder and executive editor of Black Minds Publishing, which is a publishing company that is geared towards the professional and personal growth of Black creatives. And our whole goal is making sure that we are creating more space for Black creatives to get their work out in um, official ways and you know, get their platforms up. I was the 2017 Philadelphia Fuse Grand Slam champion, and I ranked 28th in the nation uh, in 2017 for the individual world poetry slam. Um, so, yeah, that's me. My mic was all. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate that, Enoch. How about Lady T? You're next. It's not going to be as like his because he is doing a daggone thing. <laughs> but I am Lady T. Um, I am a radio personality. I had Lady T Countdown on Delaware's Hot 403.5 FM. I also own a show, which is Why I Am, which stands for Because You Inspire Me. Um, I definitely, uh, I'm a basketball coach too. Kind of, I'm kind of like low key when it comes to it, but I am a basketball coach. I coach for Delaware. Uh oh, we lost you, Lady T. Did, is it just me? <laughs> no, I can't hear no more either. Okay. We lost your audio. Sorry, Lady T. Oh, I got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that last part, just the last part about co after coaching. So um, I am in education, and that was just about it i um work with a lot of kids that i had uh i'm not doing um enrichment but i was an enrichment teacher um for three years so that's me lady t thank you <laughs> thank you that came through clearly okay. all right so shy stiletto has joined us on each webinar as our moderator but tonight she gets to shine as shy so shy go ahead and introduce yourself and you're muted. What's going on tonight? We're out of Mercury retrograde, right? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> All right. Is this thing on? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I apologize. I think my hat messed up my sound, but that's okay. I am Shai Stiletto. I am the author of the book Ambiguous Interpretation. It's a book of poetry. I am also a licensed cosmetologist for 27 years. I am an abstract artist. I am a, I'm a freelance makeup artist. I'm an artist in many forms. Um, I'm also a notary, a notary public. So if you need some paper signed, let me know. Thank before, you. Before we move forward, how do I sound now? You sound great. You sound great, but I am so sorry. <laughs> I look. I wanted. I was very anxious to read your bios in full, so I apologize. But you can still do it. Okay. So, yep, we just did the intro, so we're just we're flipping it how we normally do. So why don't before we move into the full the full blown um bios let me just um go over really quick what the purpose of the the Jim Bay webinar the web exchange is um 
myself, Dr. G, um, Shy, as well as Queen V of Delaware's Hot for 03.5 FM. We have we decided to put together this this web exchange project to speak to BIPOC individuals um, during times where we are experiencing many things, COVID-19, um, systemic racism, social injustice, police brutality, just to name a few. Um, we wanted to provide free services that address mental wellness, physical wellness, and the life services so that the community could feel as one um, for under-resourced and underrepresented populations to um, experience individuals, professionals, um, artists, panelists that look and sound like them. BIPOC is um, from an intersectional lens we like to address is not just black indigenous people of color, but also black indigenous people of color who are women, who are LGBTQI plus, individuals with um, disabilities, right? BIPOC individuals um, who might be single parents, so on and so forth. We are now moving into the second phase of our webinar, of our web series, um, and that is accepting donations from the public so that we can start issuing stipends to our BIPOC community so that they can seek um, care and assistance from BIPOC practitioners, professionals, artists, so on and so forth. Before we continue, we want to start with ancestral veneration, which is something that we like to do at the start of each web series so that we can bring in those that have come before us. Um, and I'm gonna allow Dr. G, our spiritual holistic advisor to take the, um, take the lead as we do ancestral veneration. Thank you. So before we get started, we like to honor our ancestors. We know that there are um, ancestors that are lifting us up, that are following us, and we are just the manifestation of their dreams. So we want to make sure that we start with them, no matter what your practice might be, religious affiliation, um, we are going to honor them at this moment. So I'm going to start with just a little bit of clearing the energy. And then whoever wants to join in in terms of um, naming their loved ones that may have transitioned to honor them and to bring them in tonight, because we know that a lot of the the talent and the craft that we bring come that comes from our ancestors. So I'm going to go ahead and clear the energy. like to bring in Vanessa Freeman, Alan Freeman, Thamla Freeman, as well as all of my aunts, uncles, grandparents that have come before me, Ashe. I would like to bring in my grandmothers, Annie Osborne Lee and Ora Bell Grasty. Ashe, I too would like to bring in Thelma Freeman, Van Nest Freeman and Alan Theodore Freeman. Ashe. 
I would also like to bring in Thelma Freeman, Vanessa Freeman, um, Theodore, Alan Freeman, um, Thad Womack, Queen Womack, and my aunts and uncles, Ashe. I would like to bring my aunts and uncles, my Thelma Freeman, Teddy Freeman, Vanessa Freeman, and Joyce Saunders, and Okay, I think that we are done with that part. Now I will move forward with the appropriate reading of each of your bios, okay? Just because I'd like to make sure that our audience and our, um, our listeners and our viewers know where to find you and also know what your um, skills are as artists. Montoria Johnson also known as Lady T, formerly Montoya Saunders, works in education and is a basketball coach, artist, singer, radio personality, and owner and founder of You Inspire Me, um, which is also um, known as YIM. She has been drawing since she was a little girl. She is a creative artist that uses her, her art um, as a way of living. Art has always been her favorite thing to do. Until she went to high school, she started painting, but had to stop. She got back into painting in 2009. Lady T has taken professional art classes in college and continues to paint. She has been very popular for her latest painting styles that sell out as soon as she posts them on social media. She has many different styles of painting, but her new art is a big hit these days. Her 3D tutu pictures have been sold all over the world. When she has time to paint, she is shipping orders. You can follow her on Instagram at y.i.mradioshow. Lady T. Marquita Shy Stiletto Preston is an artist in many forms. She created Stiletto House of Artistry in 2014, which houses all of her creative outlets. The author of the poetry book, Ambiguous Interpretations, abstract artist, painter, and notary public, Shy has also been a licensed cosmetologist for 27 years. She is a freelance makeup artist and fashion blogger with an eye for seeing the beauty in things that others would not recognize. Shy can be followed on Instagram at shy's, S-Y, I'm sorry, S-H-Y-S underscore I-E-Y-E underscore on underscore fashion. Again, that's at shy's underscore I underscore on underscore fashion. Shy. Enoch the Poet is a poet, author, and teacher, and teaching artist, sorry, born and raised on the north side of Wilmington, Delaware. His work examines the process of healing and the ways that trauma and mental health move through a family, as well as the outside forces that affect or have affected these developments. His goal is to create written works, curriculum, and platforms that deepen our emotional understanding and is cyclical relation to the conditions acting on the black mind, body, and spirit. 
Enoch is the 2007 Philadelphia Fuse Grand Slam champion and the author of two poetry collections, The Guide to Drowning, released in 2017, and Burn at the Roots, released in 2020. Enoch operates as the creative director of Urgent 365 Incorporated, a nonprofit working um, to close the opportunity gap for black and brown youth striving for personal and professional growth in Philadelphia, as well as the CEO and founder of Black Minds Publishing LLC, a national publications platform centered around the personal and professional growth of artists and creatives of the Black diaspora. He can be uh, followed on Instagram at Enoch the Poet, all one word, E-N-O-C-H, the Poet, as well as at Black Minds Publishing, Enoch the Poet. So we're going to be jumping into discussion. The purpose of this particular webinar is to honor Black History Month, to honor Black art, to honor, to honor Black artists, and discuss the use of the cultural arts as a coping strategy. So we are hoping to introduce ways in which our viewers and listeners can utilize the cultural arts um, to decrease symptoms related to depression or anxiety or any other symptoms that you may be experiencing as a result of everything that we have been experiencing over the last year and even dated back, um, you know, years and years and years ago. So we're going to jump in. Myself and Dr. G are your moderators for tonight. You all know who we are. I'm Kiana, aka Cookie, the founder and president of Freely Life Services. Dr. G, the holistic spiritual advisor, is the founder of Black Goddess Healing Manifestation Podcast. All right. So let's jump right into it. Um, now, real quick. Oh, yep. Are we sharing anything on our additional guests or were you just going to let them stay in suspense? Oh, we have a guest celebrity appearance who will be jumping on at some point during this webinar. Um, Miriam A. Hyman, a.k.a. Robin Hood. I will read her entire bio once she jumps on. Um, you all may be familiar with her on her recent role as Dre on The Shy. She will be joining us as an actress and artist to also discuss the cultural arts as a healing technique. Dr. J, anything else? <laughs> Let's talk about art. Um, I want to introduce, I want you all to introduce art in all of its forms, right? What are all of the different forms of art and the history of Black art? If you can all jump in and give us, um, give us some input. Well, there's so many different forms of art. Uh, me, myself, I am an abstract artist. I am a writer, well, a poet. Um, and it's funny how, like, like if we were trying to do, if we were trying to name all the forms of art, like for Black history, we, we would probably miss something because art is different to everybody. You know, it comes out in different avenues. It, it's just like, it could be music, it could be writing, it could be dance, it could be rap, it could be poetry, it could be... I don't know. It, it could be anything. It could be the style of dress, how you wear your hair. Art is so broad that you really can't put a staple on it. But the main thing about art is it's never wrong. 
um, a lot of people like, uh, well, I can speak for myself. I never knew that I was an artist until I was doing makeup at a fashion show and somebody told me that I could draw and I kind of took it on as a challenge. Like, okay, let me see. And it actually worked. I was like, okay, I could draw a little bit. So it's just like, it, art is never wrong. And sometimes like you have it in you, but it might take someone to bring it out of you. It could take a situation to bring it out of you. And the main thing about it is I can't say it enough. It's never wrong. You never can compare your art to someone else's because uh, it's just like your fingerprint and like a snowflake. There's never any two that are alike. I definitely agree with um, Shy because it's like, it's a human skill. It's a creative human skill. Sorry if my internet goes out because it's raining. So it's going in and out, but it's a skill that is like a virtual form that a lot of people, you know, they paint, we see different things and it's just a branch of being creative. Like, and the way I see art may not be like the next person that sees art All art is not the same. So people get that misconception. Oh, she did it like that. Well, why can't she do it like that? No, art is never going to be the same. The way you see art in your eyes is the way you see art in your eyes. Not everybody will see art the same way. So, you know, art is very different. And, you know, I really enjoy, you know, being an artist because I look at a lot of things that, you know, the way I see it, it might give you an idea. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people get ideas off of each other and that's just how they do it. But when I put that paint to that picture, it's not going to come out the same. It's not going to come out the same. And I learned that too, being in, you know, college art classes where we had to study an apple and we painted it for a whole week <laughs> and everybody's apple came out very different, even though we were supposed to use the same colors, the same way of the same form of doing it. So everybody's different. And then art is very different. So even with singing, there is so many dope singers. Oh, there she goes. But we got some good stuff out of that, though. <laughs> we got some really good stuff out of that. Um, this, is there any additional before we move on to the next? I think, oh, Lacey, you're back. Yeah, I told you it's gonna keep on pausing. Okay. <laughs> but no, even we'll with keep singing, moving if it happens. Okay. Even with singing, when people are singing, people are so creative when they're singing, but nobody sounds alike. You would not have a voice that you would say, Oh, their voice sounds alike. So even with me singing, I sound totally different than a lot of artists. A lot of artists might like my stuff, a lot of artists may not. But it's just the way the world goes. That's just how it goes. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I fully I fully agree. Um with all of this, I feel like when I, I really want to go back to what Shy was saying about art coming in so many different forms and like even makeup being a style of art. Cause I feel like when we think about art, we often think about like, you know, the, the easy go-to things like, you know, you can draw or you can rap or you can do poetry or you can write, but I feel like art exists literally in every occupation. Um, if I had to put it, in a nutshell, art is whatever the mechanism is that you access your natural intelligence. Um, and what I mean by that is, I'm not sure if, if Sonia Renee is the person who coined this term, but I was listening to an interview and she talked about this idea of natural intelligence, which is basically we're all hardwired to uh, like strive to be the best versions of ourselves, right? And so it's not necessarily about trying to be positive as much as it is about trying to remove all the things that stop you from progressing. And so when I think about art, I think it's us tapping into all the things 
that push us forward naturally. And it's just us like really diving into whatever that process looks like, whether art for you is mathematics or architecture or, you know, sculpting or the way you run a classroom, um, you know, being a basketball coach, all these things have a art to them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I think about. Totally agree. hundred percent. Totally. So if I can interject, so I have a, a question kind of pertaining to the mental health piece of it. I know as a, I always say farmer dancer, but I have to stop saying that. Right. So how do you stop your talent? Um, so, <laughs> so as a dancer, I know that when I would dance, it would, you know, whatever happened that day, you can walk in with it, right? But once you start mm -hmm. your art and you get through it, it's like an endorphin release, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, to me, that's almost like that is a form of meditation. So I, I love to meditate, but if I just dance, that's meditation because I'm in that moment and I go off somewhere else. So do you all experience that? Is that something that you can contest to with your art? Yeah. Yes, yes. I could definitely say that, like, when I was younger and I used to get in trouble a lot and I used to have to be in my room, you know, the first thing I'm doing is I'm drawing. <laughs> like, so that would soothe me, you know? And as you, now that I'm older, I think that singing helps a lot. Like when you're going through something, I think it's, it just helps. It helps release toxins. I think, cause it just makes you feel good after you do it. And then, you know, like even when I'm coaching on the court, I'm like sitting here thinking, but it's so relaxing. Like those three things are so relaxing to me, coaching, singing, and doing my art. And they're all art forms. So I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Real quickly before someone else responds, there is a neurological connection to why, specifically for the singing. It has to do with your nervous system, but go ahead. I think Shy may, wants to, may want to hop in. Well, I will speak on like dealing with depression and being in a mantic state, sometimes you have long hours where you're up and ain't nobody else up but you in the TV. So um, like that's the time when I like concentrate on painting. Um, I borrow somebody else's artistic talents by listening to music and like a piece that might take me like, like two days might turn into like three hours because it's constant focus. And I think with the art, um, the artistic part of it, it takes your mind off of the other stuff. Like you're focusing on like your colors and things of that sort. And I know like most artists, like we see in color, you know, like, you know, it's like a math, a, uh, like somebody that's good with math. Um, they might see in numbers, but like with artists, we see in colors. You can say something to us. And the first thing we're thinking of is, okay, that's probably magenta, and um, <laughs> sky blue, like, you know, that's the way we think. So like with me, it's like soothing. It keeps me busy. It keeps me occupied. I'm not worried about nothing else going on around me. And I just get it done. So that that is like, you know, like art really does help. Like in like, you know, time frames of when you're going through depression, you're mantic or like you're, you're, you're upset um, on punishment. Um, it, it really, it really, it really, really does help. Yeah, absolutely. Um... It's like the, it's just like our ability to, to get things across or get things out without necessarily having to have that conversation, mm. um, right? Like when we talk about dancing and, you know, you expressing whatever is on you through your emotions without having to sit down and, you know, do the work of how do I put this thought together? How do I figure this sentence out? How do I express this feeling in a way that people understand? It's like, mm, I'm just going to move it out. 
Um, and I, I think it operates the same for me with writing. Um, also being somebody who has manic depression, um, it's a lot of times where I could say more in a paragraph in a poem than I could ever fit in like me going on a whole monologue. <laughs> um, and it's like, honestly, creating is, creating is probably the most time I spend with God. Um, and I think there's something to that in regards to what it does for my spiritual health as well. Yeah. I would say art and whatever form it is, is the best vice and coping mechanism. Honestly, you're not spending no money. You're not using any type of substance. It's just like you're using with, with, within you. You're not hurting nobody. Um, I would say even my book, Ambiguous Interpretation, that when I, I like, I go back sometimes and reread it, it's all like, it's heartache. But sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what was you going through at that point, girl? That's dope. But it's one of those things. But really, art is the best vice to have because you're creative. You're creating um, you can help other people, you know, um, it becomes a, a, a form of um, revenue for you. You know, also, it, like I said, it can help someone else. But once again, you're not using any type of narcotic or nothing like that. And you're getting the same result of healing. And I like I how like you can express yourself. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to pass it to Cookie, but I have to say it, sometimes it is like channeling, right? I write academically for various reasons. And sometimes I read read back and I'm looking at it like, damn, that was good. <laughs> Did I write that? <laughs> right? You look back at your work and it's like, it's the outer body experience, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Cookie. Yeah, that tied into our second question. What comes to mind when you hear the word art? So I heard, a, I heard several different things. It's channeling, it's soothing, it's healing. It's being able to utilize others' artistic um, skills and, and meditating, right? Dance is a form of meditation. So with all of these things that art is, is art underrated? And if it is, why? Because it seems like it's a natural form. Like Shai said, it's a natural form of, of coping um, and so many other things. So is art underrated? Yes, it is. You know why? Because people that don't think with both sides of their brains and that are not art type of people, they don't get it. They don't get it. So like even with like with like um, like let's say like the, the, the artists, like the painters, right? The painters and the abstract artists, the visual artists, our stuff is never going to look the same. Like um, Lady T said, I was in a class. I, we were painting apples. Everybody apples was different. But someone that does not have an artistic mind, they're not going to see that. It's going to be like, why she paint that apple green or a purple? Ain't no purple apples is one of those type of things. Just like with poetry. Poets, I believe we can be rappers or we could write for rappers, but we are poets. So the, the biggest thing as a poet that irks me, and I don't know if Enoch, if you might have run into this as well. You tell somebody you're a poet, they like spit something for me. I'm like, uh, hold up. I am not trying to give you no bars. I wrote this book. It's called interpret <laughs> ambiguous interpretation. You know why? It's ambiguous and you can interpret it any way you want to. So that's how that goes. So it's like one of those things where it's underrated because people that are not artists don't understand. But if you take a poet and take them to an art gallery, they're going to understand it. You take an artist and take them to a poetry reading or a slam poetry reading, they're going to understand it. You take a, a artist and a poet to a dance recital, they're going to understand it. But if you don't have an art type of thinking mind, you're not going to get it. So it's always going to be 
underrated because you just don't understand. We are always like like artists. I would say we not we may not be on the the high academic realm of things. Like we are in school trying to figure out how to get this done so I can go do what I want to do. You know, and but but sometimes some people don't don't get that. So that's why I always try to tell people don't count your kid out if they're doodling while they're in English class. Okay, they're just not getting it. They might get some type of inspiration from what you told them about a paragraph. So they're writing a poem about it or they don't made a picture. It, it doesn't mean that they're not grasping it, but it's just not the way that you would because you don't understand. So in that form, I would say art is underrated because people just don't understand. I would say, and I, I might be the I might be the oddball out in this one. Um I don't think art is underrated, but I think it's undervalued. Um, and I'll explain the difference. Like, I think everybody, for the most part, especially like when it comes to music, understands that art or the process of creation has some type of emotional impact, right? That's why we have, um, you know, people opening events with poetry or song. We had, you know, choir and band being things. And, you know, it's there is like a everybody's parent has a song that they love that, they, you know, you heard all the time in the house growing up. So they understand, like, you know, this thing does something to me, but they don't view it as a career path. They don't view it as something to be paid for if I'm coming in and you're asking me to open this event because, you know, art sets the mood, but you don't think it's worth the coin. Right. So. There's like a people like art, people enjoy it, people want to consume it. You know, that's why art museums do well, but it's undervalued in the sense that people don't attach progress to it. People don't attach like a tangible um, need to exchange for it. It's just like this thing that we enjoy and then pass off to the side because we don't fully understand all the implications that it has and ripple effects that it has through our time. And I think that's just a byproduct of us also not having a like serious take on mental health and understanding how important that is. Like you have to value, I don't think you can value one without valuing the other. And so I feel like the lack of value for art is just a reflection of our lack of value for mental health. Come through with that, that was heavy. Thank you. Go ahead, Lady T. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was very well put. I mean, that was very well put. I mean, you really can't top that after listening to that. But <laughs> um, he's absolutely right, though. And um, Shy, you're right as well, because I agree with both. Like, they both are something that we need because, you know, the emotional power that it has when it's really helping people actually... Um, it heals people for like, you know, when they're going through something, I just feel like it's just one of those big things. But do, is it underrated? I, I honestly really think it's really, really underrated. And I think it's underrated because people don't appreciate it. Unless you're an art teacher and you're getting paid good money, then that artwork like Mona Lisa or something like that, you ain't, you wasn't get she wasn't getting paid until after she passed away. So people don't value art until that person is gone. Then they're looking at it like, oh, man, this was a good artist. Now, we are in a time where, you know, people are getting appreciated and people want art in their walls and their houses and everything like that. So it is a big difference compared to, you know, back in the, when we were in high school. 
90s and the early 2000s but um i do i do think that it is underrated and i think a lot of people that criticize or a lot of them may not know how to do the art we do but everybody has some shape or some form or some art that they do like it's their talent like somebody everybody has something so i really do think it's underrated i do i do and undervalued and misunderstood and misunderstood or not understood it might be just not understood they don't people don't understand that when you you take the time it takes so long to paint a picture and people don't understand like they if somebody will call you and be like oh how much is that painting and you tell them like my art teacher told me you're not supposed to sell no paintings under you know let's say under 100 or something like that they said the time that you put in that painting is what you were feeling so if you took all that time in that painting and how you were feeling why are you less why are you putting yourself less than what that's worth it's worth more than what you're you know 20 out 10 dollars like you they say take pride in what you have like so you know i take pride absolutely. in my art absolutely. absolutely and i say this to all the young poets that i work with when it comes to like telling them how to like ask for a proper budget when they're being asked to feature and it's like yo yes you may be about to go up there and do three poems in 15 minutes, but they're not just paying you for that 15 minutes. They pay you for all the emotional labor you had to do to write the fucking poem in the first place. Right? Like all that exactly. process and figure out conversations I had to have, therapy sessions I had to go to, all of that is factored into this three-minute poem. Right. And so, no, you're not just paying me for this three minutes. You're paying me for the last five years. You yeah. This has to reflect that. Absolutely. Well, you know, what's crazy, though, is like, you know, not saying with school, but I work in a school where, you know, some kids may not be listening and they don't understand, like, what's going on. So you give them a piece of paper and let them color. Now they now they just doing everything they're supposed to do. But art is underrated, you know, so people are kids enjoy that because it soothes them. It calms them. But then you got other kids that may not want to do that. And, you know, there are a lot of kids that are like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. But there might be kids that want a readable. There might be but it's a whole bunch of kids that want to do art and sit there. I have a, a student who sits there while the teacher is talking, reminds me of myself, and sits there and doodles on his paper the same picture that he does. And you can tell he's bored with, with what's going on, which he should be paying attention. But he's an artist. And in his mind, all he's thinking about is, oh, I'm going to make this he draws alligators. I'm gonna make this alligator better than it was yesterday. And the boy makes it, it looks so good. I'm like, he's gonna be surmised. Painter, architect, something. <laughs> but you bring up a good point, Lady T, that, you know, when you're in that zone, he actually might be paying attention. Mm -hmm. And as a yeah, therapist, I used right. to work in the schools, that's what I would tell teachers as well. That could be his way of really getting his mind set to attend. Okay. And I figured that because, you know, he's not behind at all. He's very high. So it, it it's funny that, you know, he does that. And still she's like, okay, do this worksheet. And it's done like in two seconds. Right. So, yeah. Because he's probably focusing just like, lady, listen, all right. He probably, he might already had this assignment <laughs> down pat the day before. He just sitting there like, this is my free time. I'm going to do them. And one other thing that we talked about too, like you were talking about how a lot of artists are not recognized before their death. Now, 
Um, when I wrote my book of poetry, I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave this as my legacy. They may not discover it now, but somebody someday is going to discover it later. I was like, okay, that'll be my legacy. I leave for the world. So it's like one of those things that does make a lot of sense because a lot of people that we do go back and look at their stuff, like how like Van Gogh, like those paintings are yes. for millions of dollars. Yes. And it's just like, he probably was just like, listen, I'm abstract. I'm going to just draw this and just sit this here. But it's like one of those things, like people just don't get like, it. Well, like why give us our roses when we're gone? Give us our roses now. So appreciate our art now, you know? appreciate it glad we're here we everybody wants to feel good in some sort of way and it feels good to know that people got me hang my pictures hanging on their wall you know you want to see that so we don't want to wait until we're not here anymore and then people don't see our art we would love for people to see what we have did what we created because when you go in the house you be like you might not be all extra because i don't think i'll be extra but i'm like oh that's one of my paintings you know and you you admire it you know so it's underrated I, I have a value here yeah. Yep. And that's important to point out because Lady T, as I have one of your paintings in the background here, it is it's also inspiring because there are words that say strong, caring, charming, um, beautiful, right? And then it's a brown girl with the big curly natural hair. Um, art is uplifting and inspiring. So with that, I'm going to ask you all, because Lady T, you did this painting at the height of COVID-19, at the height of the pandemic. So many people looked to you for, for these paintings, even the little, the tutu paintings yes. um, for, the black, for their black um, daughters. Um, as an artist, how important has your use of, has the use of your artistic expression been in times of so many crises, right? covid Police brutality, loss of employment, loss of loved ones. How important has the use of your artistic expression been during these times? So, you know, it's, 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 I'm not going to say it's crazy, but it's not like I'm going to pro promote Lady T's countdown, but I'm going to let you know. So, what happens in the way I, the form of art that I like, you know, police brutality and everything like that, I had got into that. And that those pictures were very deep. Um, if you go on my, on my page, you probably could see those. Um, what I did I, with those paintings, like the one you have, the Queen's Collection, it was to inspire people. It was to inspire people. People were starting to be at their low. People weren't, you know, getting things done, you know, and they were hurt. So I just gave them something to look at. Like, hey, I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I'm positive. I can do this. So that made me feel good to know that I was inspiring you while people were home looking at those pictures. So that was more what my, my pictures were to inspire you to look, you know, above things. Like um, the Black Lives Matter picture that I had painted and I, you know, I had sold. That was to let people know that, you know, mothers and, and, and kids are losing their fathers, you know, vice versa, same thing to, to this. So I, it, it was just, you know, just showing people like, look, we could be positive. We can do this. And that's just basically what I was doing. I, it was just what, what was going on at that time and how I was feeling just like that. I think that was like my favorite ones, the ones I was doing with them. Cause I sold 30 of those paintings, the ones that you have. And it was more on an inspiring thing. Like it was more because, you know, I, I was trying to inspire people. 
That's so it's it. safe to say that it helped you help others through the crisis. Yeah, yeah, and I think that kind of like when I got I got a phone call actually from somebody I didn't even know that I'd sold a painting to, and she was just like, "Yo, I look at your painting every single day, and it got me through COVID." And you know, in my in my mind, I'm like. How the heck I get you through COVID? I just, you know, painted a picture. But then I wasn't thinking realistically like, hey, these words are encouraging. Because she got the strength one. She she brought up um, one of the paintings that was like, keep your strength. You're brave. You know, you're independent. You can do it. Like, I just, you know, use all those words that we sometimes forget to use or talk to ourselves. And even on a countdown... If nobody inspire you, I'm going to inspire you. And I'm just going to keep on being positive. That's just what I do. Thank you. <laughs> and then Shire Enoch, is there anything that you want to put uh, to get to talk to us about that? Um, what, how important was your artistic expression during these crises? Yeah. So um, for me, it gives me the ability to Kind of, how's the way I want to word it? So I'm I'm very big, especially lately, on just like Black futurism and creating more things that allow us the understanding that we can exist past certain moments, right? Because I feel like so much of the Black experience is mired in trauma and traumatic history. And so much of our creative process, I feel like sometimes is mired in like the recollection of things and there are a lot of ways in which I think more imagery of us existing, more imagery of us living past the moment, more imagery or creations of us, you know, in 2035 prospering as black people in our own spaces. Right. Um, I think all those things are important. And so with my writing being so focused on mental health, um, my whole thing is, you know, I fully of course, am like invested in the battles against structural oppression. They are a real thing. And because of that, my biggest concern is like, we have to be able to exist and thrive no matter what is going on. And I think a large part of that is understanding who we are internally as individuals. And then that informs how we understand who we are internally as a fully inclusive community. And my art just allows me to have those conversations while also like conversing and healing myself, right? Cause I'm always writing for myself first. And then it just so happens that other people can benefit from it. And so it just creates like what I would consider this healing ripple effect that I think is just very helpful. Thank you. All right. What advice can you give to viewers and listeners about the use of art as a coping technique, even if they're not artistic? And I'm thinking about a broader aspect, um, coloring books, listening to mu music, sketching. What advice can you give to viewers about using art as, as a coping technique? Well, all right. I have um, some advice to give, but before I do, I have stepped out of frame to go get my painting by Lady T. I thought it was cute. It was sexy. Isn't it nice? Can you see it? So I want to support a fellow family member, also artists. Um, you know, like I would say for like as a coping mechanism, journals, right? Journals. You can go to the Dollar Tree, TJ Maxx, wherever. There's always a journal. 
journal is like your your own um like like that's that's a that's a that's a novel right there just every day do a journal entry free writing right free writing don't worry about punctuation spelling just go in and it's a nice way to decompress okay you had a bad day like when i when we were in the office before i went into the office i was sitting in my car for about 15 minutes when I got off of work, I was sitting in my car for about 15 minutes. You know why? I had to decompress. I needed all that to get off of me before I went to the next space because I didn't want to carry any negative energy with me. Whatever happened at work was at work. Whatever happened at home was at home. So like journals are important. If you don't want to buy a journal, we spend thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars on these cell phones, right? There's the note portion. Write it out. And it's crazy because most poems that I have started out as a journal entry and it just came like melodic and it's like, okay, it's flowing. So I would say journal free, write. Um, you know, everybody is not like they don't have the ability to draw or to create in that aspect of things. People can't, can't dance, but also like cooking culinary arts, right? That's an art. You got to figure it out. Like, but I will say like one of those, like, don't lose the art form. Like I found that even when I'm cooking, I like to be in the kitchen by myself. Don't nobody bother me. All I want in there is my friend Moscato and we got this. We're going to make it work out. <laughs> but yeah, but like, like anybody could journal, little kids, grown people, older folks. Like, honestly, you could go back in and just like recollect. You could just like write about like, like, I know like, like with me writing poems, I used to ask people, give me a word, give me a word. They might say salt. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to research salt. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to find out all the forms of salt and what that means and write from it. So it's like writing, it lets you purge everything. You can just write it down. Just go for what you know and don't worry about punctuation. Don't worry about misspelling. Just write. As long as you can understand it, it makes sense. And it's crazy because you go back a long, like, you know, a while later and read it, even if it's at the end of the week. You're like, dang, I really went through all that. So my advice is write it out. Don't hold it in write it out because when you're writing nobody can tell you you're wrong nobody can butt in nobody can be like no 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 i don't think that way you're free writing this is all for you so it's just like keeping a diary like journaling is great a lot of people journal if you ever go to like um counseling or therapy your therapist is going to recommend that you journal because you want to write it down and sometimes we can't remember everything that's going on but sometimes you you have to remember emotion so that way you won't repeat what made you go into that negative negative spiral? So I would say journal and free write, and make some chicken and send me a plate. <laughs> what was that question again? Because um, <laughs> I'm like, hold on, because I was listening. I was listening yeah. to Shy. I was into that. Was... Yeah, Shy. Shy, that was heavy. Thank you. Yeah, it's very okay, heavy. Okay, it's what advice can you give to viewers and listeners about the use of art as a coping Ooh. technique, even if they're not artistic, or maybe well, they are artistic and they don't know. You know, some people is different. Like she was talking about, you know, the writing portion of it, um, on the drawing portion of it. Like they say now, you know, it's for um, mental health treatments. People use it on mental health treatments, and I think it do it helps with behavior. Like I said, um, process monitoring, it reduces stress and anxiety for me. So I know it will help people to do it. Um, it helps you process your feelings. Some people don't know how to process their feelings. So I think with being.
We just give it a moment, right? She'll pop back. <laughs> She'll be right back. Because <laughs> we try to move on. And she's like, I'm back. If you use art as an expression, <laughs> you will you will use it. So art, so using art as an expression actually will help a lot of people um, get, go to those things because I think with that, like it is a therapy. Like it really does help you. It helps soothe you. And I mean, you learn that even if you're not coloring and you know or drawing or whatever you can you can paint painting you don't have to be listen people that don't draw paint paint is one of the most soothing things that you could possibly do you could do all types of art when it comes to paint you can uh melt stuff together and it's still considered art like it's so many ways that you can use art forms to just you know help yourself out so mad for my uh internet i'm so mad <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think even if you're not creating art, I even think the research of artistic practices uh, can be helpful in the sense that art, whether we're creating it or absorbing it or learning about it, teaches us how to do the world without constraints, right? And no matter what situation you're in, the ability to like be adaptable, the ability to be flexible beyond what's understood, the ability to, to see something and turn it into something people didn't think it could be. I feel like all of that taps into the skill sets that like art nurtures in us. And I think that directly ties back to, you know, our mental health and how we think about trauma and our history. It's like, if you've seen something happen a specific way for a long period of time, you are more likely to repeat that. But I think art can kind of nurture that muscle of, I don't have to do it the way it's been done. Um, and so even if you aren't like participating in it, sometimes I think even gaining the understanding or doing research about what goes into some artistic forms can, can expand the mind in that way. And, you know, um, Enoch, you mentioned before about, you know, your art really connecting to your spirituality, right? So, you know, when I think about art, to me, that is just what I call source, you know, God, source, right? The divine that you, that is, that is God, that is source, that that's what it is, right? So can you all speak to a little bit about, um, you know, if that's supposed to be part of us, if that's who we are, that's the journey we signed up to do. And that is the expression of the divine. What do you feel when you're disconnected from it, when you can't, share your art when you can't for whatever reason when you, and maybe a moment in your life when you didn't have access to it because maybe even you shut yourself out and didn't access you know have access to your artistic habits how did that affect you it's quite like um i would say quite depressing um when you cannot like operate in your art form and like, you know, most artists, we we operate in different forms. It doesn't matter. Like it could be in the way that you dress, the way you carry yourself, how you wear your hair, different things you write, how you draw, how you dance, like different things of that sort. So it's like kind of like a separation anxiety, right? So like I would say, honestly, at the before COVID hit, 
I was really going like to the art gallery showcasing my art. I was like, this is the year that I'm gonna stop playing and I'm gonna stop hiding my art because as artists, a lot of us keep it on top. We don't tell nobody about it. We don't share it because Erica Badu said it best. Keep in mind, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. You put your stuff out there and somebody that don't understand it, cuts that stuff up like why why your house green and why you say that in that poem you know it's like wait this is how i'm expressing myself but when you find your 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 pride and your tribe of people that understand you it's different the first art gallery i went to and shared my work i felt like i was finally in my zen i i never felt in place like i felt in place at that moment because i was like they get me they get me. They're asking me questions that I can answer that I'm like not pulling out the air that I really don't care about. And it was like, finally, somebody knows and sees who I am. You know, you see, you see my spirit. You see my aura. You see who I am. Not all the rest of the stuff, but you see me. I'm not compared to nobody. I'm not competing with nobody. You see who I am. And it's a great thing. But COVID happened. Right everything shut down it was like no more sharing even my fashion blog i didn't want to get dressed i'm like i'm not putting no clothes on i mean what's the point i'm going outside i might die so i'm thinking in that mind frame so when separated from it it becomes like a separation anxiety you don't realize how much you need it but i will say in the same turn of events when i go through something my best friend is a pen and a pad because i can write out how i feel and there goes your free writing and your poems again so that's that's all I have about that. And thinking about how to utilize coping techniques, even if you're not artistic, um, Dr. Gibbs is a dancer. So when we think about these things, right, we can just dance it out. I get I get dance it out from Grey's Anatomy. Do you all watch Grey's Anatomy? We see our or even in the 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 first um, seasons, the first few seasons. Meredith and um, Yang, or I can't remember her name, when they're stressed or a patient died on their table or they're just like going through a marital or relationship issue, they're like, you know what? Let's just dance it out. Um, and this is speaking to Dr. G. Dr. G, I know you're not a panelist today, but you're a dancer. So talk to us about that. Oh, wait a minute. Before we move forward, we have Miriam joining us. Give me one second. and we, We'll swing back around to that, okay? She had great timing. <laughs> perfect timing, perfect timing. She's connected. She got saved by Miriam. 